0: Brains ready, ready,
1: ready brains. <laughs> it's that time of year where our brain is in a slumber funk,
0: or something. I don't even know. I mean, gosh, I don't. I don't think it's a slumber funk. I think it's like my brain is fried. It's like this is your brain. This is your brain on. It's way too flipping hot outside. It is way hot. I feel like I. I have spent two days
1: in heat, like in the constant hundred degree heat. In the prime sun top parts, right? hmm And every, I mean, every, at least once or twice an hour, you almost to start to begin the beginning feelings of a panic attack because you're like, I'm going to die. Like, because like, you're so overheated. And then you're, like, using your hand, and that doesn't fan anything. And it no, just.
0: it just moves hot air. It moves. <laughs> it just moves hot air. And you're just sitting
1: there sweating. And then yes. I got to the point where I was like, I can't sit. I need to move. Yeah. And then if I moved, I would start feeling lightheaded. So then I would have a sugary drink to keep myself acclimated and hydrated at the same time. And it was just, it's been, I slept so hard and so long this morning. And then my brain has just been in a hibernation. Like, I my, i feel like my body and my brain have been hibernating for like the last, what, week
0: or two? I, I don't even know. I, I, I mean, I was I was telling you earlier, like... I was thinking about my schedule today, and, and I knew I had things to get done, and so I was like on my third thing of the day, and somebody said something about what I had the rest of the day, and I was like, I couldn't even, I could not even think of what I was supposed to be doing. I was like, I'm pretty sure I have something at five, but I have no idea what it is. It's me! <laughs> it was me! Exactly. It was you. It is you. It's me. <laughs> so.
1: Notoriously ah! late for the normal, but still, yes. I'm here! Whee! We're here. And I was not in the right headspace to even try and do a podcast Saturday. And yes, and Sunday, it was like, it was sleep and trying to just honor my body and what it needed. Which I think sometimes is not hard for a lot of us to actually be able. It's like, we know we need rest or we know we need downtime. But then like, the guilt sets in that I did nothing. Or the guilt sets in of, I have so much to do. Or I have all these other tasks and things like that. And then we convince ourselves to push and we don't honor that time of us needing to rest and and needing to be and just exist on how we are but i have to tell you i had i did wake up um yesterday on sunday and it was almost like i had this just epiphany of clarity um of understanding something to which I. I, it's like I knew my husband is a physical being, but I had no idea that my husband was a physical warrior.
0: Mm, yeah. How, how did you miss that?
1: Well, okay, so <laughs> like, I, like, well, I how know, did you miss that? but I mean, but it, it was the clarity to which my husband is a physical warrior. Like I woke up and was like, oh my God, my husband's a physical warrior. I had a dose of. Um, of an experience of being in his world yeah. on Saturday. And in that dose, it puts so many things in perspective because like you and I talk about how we create our like happy little bubbles. We live in our yes. bubbles. We like living in our bubbles. It's like, you know, if I were to go into a seven eleven or to a quick trip and I am to go in there and look around, it's a completely different world to which I don't know anymore like I'm not subjected to some of the like the normalcies of the physical world and because we we're dealing with energetics we're dealing with healing people we create our own work environment we create you know the people that we align ourselves with and so we get it's almost like some of the problems of the world it's not that we're not aware of them because we fully are because are we're treating those people that are going through them but we don't live in that saturation and my husband Cons- lives he lives in the saturation he's constantly it's almost like when he gears up for work he puts his armor on and he goes in and he fucking just is a massive warrior that gets people to the next level in a way that like i can't even understand i don't even think i i don't have that skill set it is not my ability it was just It was very enlightening for me because after my experience on Saturday night, I came home and I was like, I felt dirty and I felt mucky. I felt also felt good about the work that had gotten done. But like some of the people that he has to deal with on a day in and day out basis and and be a leader and trying to keep things organized and develop things. I'm sitting there like, holy shit. How impressive. Like it and I woke up on Sunday and I was like, my husband is a physical warrior. He honey, do you know you're a physical warrior? It's like, honey, I have no idea what the fuck that means. <laughs> but okay. <laughs> and I'm just He's like, I like, am a physical warrior. Like, and I I like and I just sat there in this immersed appreciation and love and attention. And I made a marker right there that every single time. That he's going, like, if he's stressed out or if he's got a lot of on his plate or whatever, I need to flash myself back to my experience to remind myself of, okay, this is where you tippy-toe and do what needs to be done for him at home because that is the bullshit. Because he just came out of battle.
0: Yes. And, Yeah.
1: And I've understood, but I never fully understood. Like, I hear hearing the stories of things versus having being in and having the and communing with the people that are, you know, they're struggling. I mean, there was this one encounter that I had that, you know, I I triggered I triggered this woman in a way, not in, not intentional whatsoever. Because the people that know me know that that is never. I am never rude, disrespectful. I like to honor people's phases and when they're going through their stuff. But my directiveness of how I am and who I am was. Well, um, you stepped
0: into leadership, and she didn't want to be in. your presence because heaven forbid you lead who are you to lead
1: in her mind right right and the thing and I think it was too I did find out from this lady and it wasn't that I do like I like her balance I like her energy I have no issue with her whatsoever I think if that I sat down with her in a totally different environment that her and I would actually become like i I think i would be able to help and encourage guiding stuff like that like there was an energetic opening that she did possess but it was almost like she'd been led and guided down paths that were distorted and incorrect um but and that's just what i could observe on the surface but she had said one thing to me because i did have to honor the fact that when speaking with her she had a conversation she addressed what her truth was she said i'm not trying to offend you i'm just telling you how this makes me feel and i said i respect truth and i respect your processing in your space so i appreciate you sharing with me what's going on and with that i mean like so i could talk to her but it was weird because like her interpretation of me was disingenuine which i that's the first thing people describe me as. Like if and I didn't know that that's that, genuine, not disingenuous. The first, yeah, the first thing that people say about me is I'm one of the most genuine people, heart, caring. Like everybody wants to hug me. Everyone wants to be around my energy. And I was like, how am I disingenuous? I was like, is this because I was, I was t- channeling my husband's energy to like create order? I like I was I wasn't sure where it was going. And then I realized she said something in our conversation about how I was a lot like her aunt. Mm. and then i knew right then and there that it had nothing to do with me it had to do with me being similar to i'm pretty sure a ball-busting kick-ass person and having some kind of i think i triggered some some um emotional things that needed clearing and healing for her
0: what I would say that, you know, most of us, whether we realize it or not, it's like we work out our issues with family on other people that remind us of them. Right. And it just that's that's true across the board. I, I mean, like you do. It's like people show up in your world and they remind you of someone from your past or from your current life, even that it's like the way that you process who they are is based on the person that they remind you of. Right. Even though that's not who they are.
1: Isn't that similarities to how we select our friends? Because they also remind, like, versions of people can remind, like, or I'm not saying how we select our friends, but I'm saying, like, how we associate with others. Like, if you're at work and you, you know, someone gives you a vague memory of someone who is one of your favorite people, right? It could be a cousin. It could be an aunt. It could be, like, it could be somebody that's connected to you, There's a fondness. You don't put up a defense against somebody that makes you happy. If anything, it dials down your defenses. defenses, Right. And it brings, it opens you up to getting to know those people. And then you find how, you know, what you, how you align them or how you found commonality is not actually like, oh no, this person actually is completely different. Okay, this, these traits are similar, but the who the whole of the person is is completely different
0: but i feel like there's this well i think we go through life going same not same same not same same not same and so the ones that are same you know i don't mean sane same (laughs) the brain has to get it out you're like words words (laughs) where's um you, you know the ones that are familiar whether they're actually familiar or not you know, it's it's just easier to relate with, even though you may not even be relating to who they are. You're relating to who they assimilate to you. Exactly. Right. And every person, you know, every person is a different person with every person they meet. Yes. Right. Just right. because you're, they... you're responding to the stimuli in your environment or the person in your environment. And, you know, I find all of this interesting as a conversation because, and I don't even know the dates on this, but like, um, Venus, Mm-hmm. which is the planet of love has been in retrograde. Yes. And did so I it's kind of like, you, wait, did I, I send you the thing to the
1: thing to the thing, to the thing that we were going to read and I left my phone at home and I don't, I don't know, know. I don't know if I sent it I to you. I don't think
0: you sent it to me. I don't even know what you're talking about.
1: I think I might've sent it to Alicia.
0: Well, that's not helpful. <laughs> no,
1: it's not. Well, Venus is <laughs> like, like you were saying, Venus was in retrograde and with Venus being in retrograde, mm-hmm. what else were you saying?
0: Just that—that that gives us the opportunity that we are um, revisiting relationships, and it doesn't have to be romantic relationships. Even though Venus is the planet of love, it just gives us opportunity to revisit and heal whatever relationships are. And I think she found it. Cause she's I got
1: it. Excited. I know my face. My, my face gets all theatrical, and you're like, and it's cute because you've got you got Venus with her swavy hair. Swavy. I don't know what Swavy is, but Swavy. And then you've got the lion that's like, and they're just (laughs) like, I mean, they look like they're a couple, but they possibly could not be. I mean, like, I don't know. That's as much of the sexual lion and Venus as
0: I'm going to. Yeah. Yeah. They look like they're totally doing the hibbity-dibbity. Well, I think it's just because it's Venus and Leo. Could be. Because we're in the Leo. It's got to be. We're in Leo right now, yes.
1: (laughs) So... It says July 22nd to September 3rd, 2023. Venus retrograde in Leo. Relationships will be highlighted. Breakups seem to happen for no reason. This is not the time to make important make or break decisions in matters of love, but a time for healing. Old lovers may resurface. Use this time to heal and express old hurts in a compassionate way rather than rekindle the flame. You may feel overwhelmed by emotions that surface. Let them flow so they can heal, setting yourself free of the burdens that have weighed you down, weighed on you in your relationships. Allow yourself to express and show love. Even if you feel vulnerable, this will open doors to acceptance and appreciation. Signs most affected, we're all getting some tough love this round. Um, this great time for action would leo expect anything else get out there and make things happen show love receive love be loving
0: mm-hmm.
1: oh and by the way keep a rose quartz under your pillow to keep that love
0: flowing blessings sweet Yeah, know i like that I, one. you did show me that i don't have it re- anywhere but you showed it to me I did show it to you. I read it somewhere.
1: I know, and we said we were going to read it for our listeners today so that they are a little bit updated on the play-by-play.
0: And I know how much you love it when we say this, but Mercury's going to be in retrograde soon, too. So not only are we getting tough love from Venus, we will also be getting a little bit of communication issues.
1: Mm -hmm. Even better, because, you know, if, you know, we've got Venus retrograde and Leo, that's a double whammy of retrograde. And it's yep. to September 3rd. Retrograde is supposed to end in... Uh, Mercury in retrograde is supposed to end September 14th. So it's going to be August 23rd to September 14th. Apparently our pre-phase leading up to retrograde starts the 3rd to the 18th, which then the very strong days are the 19th, 20th, 21, and the 23rd is the big bomber. Um, so really what I like about this is I always try to, it's a good thing they can rewind and write that down. Cause I didn't catch any of it. That's good. <laughs> it's okay. Cause you got fuzzy brain. It's fine. It's fine. But well, what I like about this is that I tell Rudy ahead of time, pay attention to in preface. Cause what starts to hiccup in preface or, you know, communications or drama or, you know, technology or something like there's a pattern it's almost like it's, there's a theme with each retrograde for every person. So, yeah. you know, mine could be my vehicle because Bertha got hit yesterday.
0: Oh, no. I didn't
1: get to tell you that. Yeah. So, apparently, my husband, won, the physical warrior, who's like, decide, the physical warrior decided to take the sheltered embodied home person to a concert, which... It's hard for me to go into big, like, concert-like environments, but I love the fact that we don't do stuff like that, and now he's trying to do stuff, and I'm seeing us actually continue what we were talking about, doing things together, playing more, enjoying life more, not just working all the time or being home all the time, like, actually going out and doing it. It was a great time. Like, it was fun. It was different. There was no, like... You know, expectations. My husband usually is a, like a, on a high alert when we go into public crowds like that. He's usually Mr. Security and like, you know, keeping track and you have to walk here, whatever. And like, no, he was like totally even, even keeled. The venue was awesome. It was a nice, open space. It's hotter than dirt because it's still outside, but still, like, just, it was just a very cool place. I love being able to see people, all walks of life you know, you can see who the super fans are, right? Because they're totally dressed into their old gear. And they're, you know, like, it's kind of like you get a glimpse of who they were when they were children, right? Because everybody's there. Then you've got the dancers and the free free beers that are just like, woohoo! And then I'm looking at one of them like, honey, aren't you glad I'm not... You don't have to tolerate me being like that. Like, you know, and then he's just like, well, he still has to tolerate her being like that. You know, like, if if you were like that, I'd still have to tolerate it. like. And so... Well,
0: you know, yeah. unless you choose not to. Right. <laughs> so,
1: but, and so it was really great because we got to jo- enjoy our night. You know, get, like, just have drinks, come home. We went and got food because then we needed... Like, we, it was after the concerts later. So we went yeah. and stopped and got a quick snack. Come home. We're all like putting a show on, just nestling down, not really doing anything. It's like 1245 and then Rudy got up to go get some water downstairs and then he realizes that there's police lights outside. And so he goes over and the doorbell rang and the cop is, a cop is standing at our front door and Rudy's like, can I help you? And he goes, yeah. He goes, is this your vehicle? And points to Bertha, my truck. And he's like... He's like, yes, it is. Why? And he goes, somebody hit it. And he's like, wait, what? what? And he's so he's like, what happened? So he goes and he, um, so he goes and he looks with it. Well, actually, he was in his underwear. So then he, so he literally was like, hold on, let me go put on some pants. And so then he comes upstairs, and I'm butt ass naked. And so like, and he's just like, honey, somebody hit hit Bertha. And I was like, what are you talking? He's like, somebody. He's like, somebody backed into your truck. And I was like are you kidding me? I was like, I'm like sitting here in disbelief. And then I'm like, well, I need to go, you know, like I need to go there. He's like, honey, you're not wearing any clothes. Like you need to stay here. And I was like, I need to go check on Bertha. I can put some clothes on. Like, like, (laughs) like, and then he's like, okay, fine. Like whatever. So then we go out there and you know me, I talk all the time. So then he's like, honey,
0: he's like, why are you, don't say that. Or whatever. And okay, like, so somebody hit your truck and they called the police or someone else called the police? No.
1: So apparently our neighbor across the street just poof, right in rear end it, like was backing out of his his house, went straight into poor Bertha. And we're talking like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to open my door. It's not bad, bad, but it's right at the door seal oh. on the, on not my driver's side, but the rear driver's side. Yeah. Where I put Kai... That's where Kai's car seat and everything is. And so, but I mean, it's dented in at least four or five different places. Like, if you look at the car, it's like, who the fuck ran into her? Like, it's that noticeable. So he had to just floored it going out and just boom right into the truck and then went off. And apparently, the only reason... And this is how... This is how God is good because we could have gone days without noticing it. Because... If Sunday, like here's Monday, I barely have to, I don't have to leave the house on Monday because I have virtuals. Then on Tuesday, I probably wouldn't have gotten it until I was getting in the car on Tuesday. And then I may not have even noticed because I wouldn't have picked Kai up from school. Like I I don't open that door regularly. So, and with my wrap, it kind of hides it. Mm -hmm. So I probably would just walk right past it. And then I probably wouldn't notice until I had to open the door and put Kai in the car. And so, what ends up happening is, I guess, a fire hydrant a couple blocks away got, got ran over. Like, he took out a fire hydrant, and I don't know if his car got stuck there or whatever, but they had detained him, um, and obviously driving under the influence. Um, and wow. so, So here, here the cop comes, and I guess... I think it happened, we think it happened like a block or two away. Yeah. And then what it ends up happening, so they traced it back to like, where was he driving? Where is he like, fr- where is he from? Where's his street? So they pull up to his house and then sure enough, there's the headlight all in the street right in front of my car. So when we walk out, it's a huge forensics van and the forensics van is out. She's taking photographs. And measuring the dent on my car and everything. And I'm sitting there like, oh, Bertha. Like, (laughs) who wants to hit Bertha? Like, it's been a rough week. I got an egg on Bertha last week. Now she got hit by the freaking neighbors. I'm like, are we into, is that my theme for retrograde? Bertha? I hope not. I hope not. I don't. I love her. She's still got a good like two hundred thousand miles left in her. Not that I'll <laughs> keep her that long. I probably won't run her into the ground. But like, but she didn't deserve that. Yeah, she's a good girl. So yeah, she's Maybe a dirty you, girl, but she's a good girl. But, but yeah, so didn't, you
0: can get your wrap redone.
1: That's what I was thinking too. Yeah. So well, and actually, it's funny because like that's the conversation I was actually telling them. I was telling Rudy and Leo how I kind of felt like a poor popper because the wraps been on there because of the texas heat wraps here only last three to five years tops because they start cracking we i think i got it wrapped like four years ago and it is looking pretty shabby and so and i was talking to somebody one of my marketing buddies and, um, they were telling me, actually it was two of them cause they're a couple and I, and I had mentioned to them cause they're like, I, I see your truck every single time and you can see your truck from like miles away. Like I love seeing your truck, like whatever. And I was like, I was like, yeah, but she's getting kind of old and cracky and I'm feeling like it doesn't look fancy. Like it needs, it looks starting to look sh- like kind of, sh- yeah, it's looking shabby. And so, and they were like, no, it looks totally fine. I can't even tell.
0: I was going to say, unless you walk up to it and you're, like, literally, you know, can reach out and touch it, you can't tell.
1: Yeah. Well, but now I'm going to have to because there's no way this. You can
0: fix it without Mm -mm. messing up the rest.
1: Especially where he backed into me the wrap it, i mean there's no way to fix it the door is completely it's a connected thing it's not like they could just fix the panel wrap it's like because it will be discolored it won't match it's not going to be the same like the whole thing is going to have to get redone yeah. and so then part of me is like ooh, universe just picks up bertha for me where i don't have to spend an extra two grand to get her wrapped and i could just charge the insurance as long as his insurance yeah. covers it right. but then the worst part that about the incident We don't have problems with this neighbor we've never had problems with this neighbor i'm pretty sure he's the scottish one It's like and we don't we don't know what's going on because it's weird like he's he's been a good neighbor like i've had no we've had no issues with him even rudy and him have talked like when we go out of town like hey just to know you know like keep an eye on our house like whatever um and so like the then the cop asked if we wanted to press additional charges
0: and you're like, for what?
1: That's what we said. It's like, I'm sorry, I'm not understanding. They're like, you know, like, oh, do you wanna do you wanna press additional charges, you know, for for the incidents? And I'm like, What would what could we charge what could we press charges on him about? Like you know, and he mentioned something that I can't even really re- I remember because it was so disconnected. But I mean, basically, if we did that, like then it it would go on his record to become a felon, like a felony. Like, oh, I was just yeah. sitting here like my first thing is as long as my vehicle gets fixed and my it does not, I does not come out of my pocket. I do not have a business loss for it because it's my business car so having it fixed means i'm gonna have to have it in the shop for a certain point of time on top of having it wrapped is taking it like i mean i probably won't have my car for a couple weeks possibly which in my opinion is like okay as long as i'm not having a loss and like i'm getting rental car or whatever is that i don't see a reason to push this any further we don't know what this guy is going through is he having a rough time with his girlfriend like i don't i don't know him well enough we don't know him well enough to even know anything about what's going on in his life in my mind i'm sitting like some one of this could happen to any one of us in a time of rage in a time of upset i know that i got in a fight with my sister years ago um shortly after she had gotten married And she said, she kicked me out. She got mad because she kicked me out of her house. And I mean, and I cried and I was crying. I was so upset that I backed up into the freaking basketball pole because I was like, you just don't know what someone else is going through. And so I'm like, the last thing that I would want to do is sue somebody on injustices or press charges and make it mean he's already got a freaking crap ton he's going to have to deal with because he just ran over a fire, a city fire hydrant.
0: Now he's yeah. got forensics
1: proving all of his stuff and going well, through the
0: town. And it sounds like he was already under the influence. So he's going to have drunk driving on top of insurance costs oh and my oh gosh. my god, it's going to be bad. Bless his heart. I know. So
1: then that's my point is you say bless his heart. That's what I'm thinking is, oh my god, that poor guy he's must be obviously going through, going
0: through something, but extremely, yeah
1: and I would never want it's like as long as your
0: stuff gets fixed, who cares?:
1: I would never want a member of my family to be going through a hardship and then having people come at them uh, more aggressively, mm-hmm. and it's like no, have grace, have compassion, show love. Yes show love and receive love because that's what we should be doing for people mm-hmm so but yeah, poor Bertha got hit i'm sorry i know that's no fun it's not fun
0: Mm-mm. but
1: at the same time i'm not upset that's is that weird? vehicles
0: this year for you guys
1: in less than six months wow march what march 29th was the day that rudy got hit by that lady going 70 miles an
0: hour and then now Bertha's gotten hit but uh, you know and but here's the thing it's kind of like you know Vehicle damage, stuff like that, insurance, can, you know, as long as there's insurance and insurance takes care of it, it's kind of like, whatever, it's replaceable, you know, right. stuff happens. Yes, it's inconvenient, but, um, you know, nobody was in it. Nobody was smashed between vehicles. Nobody was, you know.
1: <laughs> you know, what I've noticed is that my husband, I think we are not usually the pe- type of people that have these things happen to a lot of. Mm-hmm. I feel like that the universe is also testing to see how emotionally reactive we become within it because my husband I used to be very reactive and very emotional emotionally reactive to things and now that I've surrendered control and honoring the path and even though I don't know have the answers Oh my God, my stress levels are 10 times less. I don't even, I'm not even like personally upset about things. It's like, okay, things happen, but I'm like, okay, well, I'm still affirmed with who I am and what's going on. I know that my husband's been doing a lot of healing work over the last year. And so I feel like a little bit that some of the things that are happening are testing to see how we react. Yes. Be, like,
0: are you sure you're which, that
1: calm? <laughs> and, that's the, and that's the thing is that he has been. like. Yeah. So, I mean, the exact same thing happened when we went on vacation. Like, he wanted to go tubing, so he jumped on the tube and left his hearing aids on. Oh, no. Didn't think about it because he had ran an errand in town and drove straight down to the beach, and then we jumped on the boat, where normally he goes and changes into his suit, and then he takes his hearing off. Hearing aids off in the bathroom so he doesn't bob, have to worry about losing them. So he's just in his mind thinking they're off because I'm down at the beach. But he didn't go through that routine. He didn't. He forgot about it. Mm-hmm. And so when he jumped onto the tube, then, of course, like he's like, okay, honey, give me what you got, whatever, which, you know, I've had years of training in tube riding for a lot of times. And so it's like, okay, the question is how how aggressive of a ride or how quickly of a ride do you want to be thrown off? And so – so he, so here I go in, and then the first thing he does within, like, 45 seconds, tumble, 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 tumble. Like, I mean, he went, He was a skipping rock six or seven times across. Oh, then, like, no. so there's no freaking way those hearing aids were going to stay on. I did not know they were on his ears. He didn't know. He didn't even feel them, like, come off. Like, that's how took, 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 he became. He was, like, oh, it was no. insane. To the point where... Like the next day, he's like massaging every part of his body. And he's like, oh my God,
0: like you broke me. And then but, he's like, where are my hearing aids? Does anybody see that? Well, he noticed. <laughs> that's how I would be. He
1: noticed it right when we came upstairs. Or actually, he's like, oh, I think I left my hearing aids in the in the compartment. And so he went down. And he's like, man, I hope that they're there. And usually something like this, it would be a fuck or oh my God, what did I do? It would just be a very yeah. reactive response. And he's like... I think I just lost my hearing aids, and I looked at him and go, "What? But you always leave them in the bathroom." And he goes, "No, I came straight to the beach. I think I left them on." I'm like, "Oh man!" And I said, "Well, honey, they kind of were losing some of their power ability anyway." So, wouldn't weren't we, we going to have to, like, replace them at some times? I was like, what is the lifespan of hearing aids? And they've been a couple years. Like, it might be time for new ones regardless. I said, of course, we just finished paying them off. But, like, that's how it always happens. And it's not say. a big deal. But Call the VA. Well, yes. Yes and no. Yes and no. I'm gonna, we're going to go through filing to have them get reimbursed and things of that nature. But his response, his... Reaction to losing them before would have been a motherfucker. What did I do? Why did I keep? And instead, he goes, "Damn it! Why do I keep doing stupid shit like that?" <laughs> and then I was just like, "I have no clue." <laughs> and then I just was like, "But honey, we'll figure it out because you have to have them, and this we'll just figure it out. It'll be fine." And he was just like, "Okay." So then he calls them. He calls his hearing aid people, and he's like. So, um, I had a boating incident. Uh Like he said, I had a boating accident. My, lost my hearing aids. Like it fell in the water and they fell off and oops or whatever. And they're like, oh my God, that's terrible. And they're like, they're like, well, there's good news and bad news. And he's like, and he's like, okay. He goes, well, the bad news is, is that your warranty just expired come that day. So July 1st is when it happened, and they expired on the 30th of June. The warranty did. And you're like, uh, well, it happened yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> well, it did happen the day before. It did happen yesterday, but they still expired, so yeah. it was like filing should have been before that. So, then, so he's like, so they said, that's the bad news. He said, but what we could do is we could call the company and see if they'll be willing to extend it. And so he goes, oh, okay. So he, they called the company. And look, lo and behold, what is it? The result being, the universe rewards my husband for his healthy response of reactivity, like because he did not go Break crazy, <laughs> and he just trusted that things would work out. And what ends up happening? They will allow you to extend the warranty for a hundred dollars, and that means that each ear will cost you four hundred a piece. So a. 7 to 8000 dollar hearing aid problem turned into 900 bucks. Fantastic. Yeah. The universe is good. Yes. We just have to stop resisting yes. and stop getting in our own fucking way. Yes. Exactly. So, I've been very I've been very excited to see the growth. I'm excited to identify my like physical warrior husband. <laughs> And it also puts me makes me feel at ease like I'm i don't know growing and evolving within myself in ways that I didn't know that I could, especially with our son um with his some of his fun things that you've been having to help him through and it was like we've had some really good conversations he's called me several times in the last couple of weeks,
0: okay, so that me. has
1: been really fun um apparently, when you called him last week with his blood results, he thought you were he was talking to me for the first two minutes (laughs) sorry (laughs) (laughs) which I would wait what and he's like yeah you guys kind of have a similar a similar voice and I was like that can't be good on the podcast. <laughs> if, if people are always trying to figure out who's like, saying wait, what.
0: Who's saying what? I
1: know. Well, they can say I think They know it's me. Are, I think your voice is
0: higher than mine. That's what I said. Yeah.
1: That's what I told him. I said, I'm pretty sure mine is higher pitch. And plus on top of it, I'm pretty sure everyone can distinct who who is what because I'm always throwing F-bombs. And you're always <laughs> like, the polite, like, courtesy, delicate <laughs> education. So, But then I started telling him, you know, he's like, How old is she? Her voice is very soothing. Like, you know, like I (laughs) liked listening to her and it was like, she's your dad's age. And then he's like, oh, so she really knows how to talk to people then okay, that makes sense, like, or something like that, and then, it was just very cute, and then, so then, I started telling him, you know, like, you know, Audra's the one that I do my, our podcast with, and we have a blast doing it, he's like, oh, yeah, and it's like, yeah, we talk about all things, we'll talk about all, you know, when dad turns into an orangutan, or, you know, like, if something random happens, or Audra will go off on a quantum physics lecture for, like, 15 minutes, and then he goes, seriously, she, like, will, Talk about quantum physics? And I go, yeah. He goes, that's so cool. (laughs) And I was like, okay. The younger generations love these lessons. And we need to keep doing them. And then he... And then I was telling him some... I told him how our titles are in the episodes. And so it's always something that we say... That is a title and so then i ran it off like orange pee pee balls or the fat squirrel (laughs) in a tree or the um what was the cows under twigs i forgot about cows under twigs i mentioned i think it was the (laughs) armpit farts and sexy toilet paper And like, and then he's like, how does this stuff even come up in conversation? And then I told him, you're going to have to listen to find out. That's what I told him. <laughs> so I don't know if he's listening. He probably doesn't. He's got other ones. but And yeah. I'm sure he doesn't want to listen to his mother all the time. But I just thought it was really cute. And then I told him about, he was telling me about a podcast he listens to. And he was talking about like, um he was talking about animals and in the, one of the guys is a marine biologist, but he will talk about random things. And when he was talking about it, I felt the vibration of that, those people he was talking about. Because you know how you can pick up on the yeah. vibration of a person or vibration of the feel of a show when people talk about it. And that's what entices people to get connected to it. And so when he brought that up, it reminded me of the You Should Know podcast that we brought up and played a couple of weeks ago oh, on the, the boy guys. versions of us. And so then I was like, actually that reminds me of this. And I said, We did an episode and we played their skit. And I said, I said, and actually one of the guys reacts a lot like you, but at the same time, like if if there was boy versions of me and Audra and younger, this would <laughs> be sister. them. And then I so I told him about that episode and how we were talking about like gorilla versus giraffe, and then we got on our own tangent on it for like ten <laughs> minutes. And he's like oh my god, that's so cool that you guys do that. <laughs> like, he was just very, like, it was all positive. But, like, I don't normally have conversations with him. And I wish I did more. And I really love that I feel like we're getting to a place where we're talking more about stuff. And I and I did some reflecting with him about how, you know, his dad and I are such hard asses. Not hard asses in an aggressive sense. Hard asses is as in, like, you know, badass survivors and we've been through so much and we are very strong individuals, very strong personalities. But at the same time that drew a picture for our kids thinking that they didn't need help from anyone else, that they should have their answers all on their own, or they should be able Mm -hmm. to persevere and do things themselves. And I said, that is one of the worst lessons that we might have given you that perception because you cannot go through this world not asking for help or not having people around you. You have to. I said, look, mom's got friends now. Like, <laughs> I have friends. Like, you called the other day, and I was busy chatting. And I was like, mommy has friends. And I said, when have you known me to ever have friends or share my shit to other people? So, like, I'm an open book, but, like, go to people when I'm in need. And yeah. he's like, yeah, you don't do that. I said, but I am now.
0: Yeah. And I said,
1: and I I spent, I said, when you spend time in the world thinking you're supposed to have all the answers or doing it all yourself it is lonely and it is hard and it's not and i said and i don't want that and i said i want you to realize look look at all the healing that your dad has done over the last year and a half everything that he's had to go through and i just rattled it off in the timeline sequence which the stuff my husband has gone through in a year and a half has been some some people have never been through that their entire life right and he got it condensed in a year and a half And and on top of all the other things that he's endured in his lifetime. And I was just like, Dad has done so much healing. He is just the most, most healthy I've ever seen him in his entire life. I never even dreamt that he could be that way. I, too, have done the same thing. I've done the work to heal those things. And what I'm seeing is, you know, I'm seeing a different... Lesson that's coming through. I'm seeing a different thing for not just the people that I'm around, but also like a a bigger, broader understanding of things, which is very cool.
0: And I think, no, I completely agree. And I think that, you know, when you see someone in leadership, whatever form of leadership it is, that you're like, wow, okay, that makes sense. It's like their life has not been easy. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't be in that space of like speaking into positivity they wouldn't be in the space of leadership when it comes to the things that we do if they hadn't been through some shit
1: yeah if they hadn't in they didn't you know, that, through their crap
0: that's right that's right and we all have it every single one of us
1: right the difference is is that we shut down and we become closeted and then and we don't speak and we mm. just and then we just get into that funky gross feeling of just staying in that rot yeah and that's part of the problem is. When the cans out of when the worms are out of the can or can of whatever I don't know what analogy that is. When you, you spring op- a chicken from its corner, I don't know.
0: When you open the can of worms.
1: Okay, thank you.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't know. They
0: start creeping out.
1: Isn't there uh, something like a pops a pickle a posy or something? Is that a song?
0: I don't know. I, you've <sighs> listened to way more children's songs than I have. Apparently, no, I did not. I refused. <laughs>
1: I did not raise my children on wheels on the bus and all that bullshit. Like, I did not do the, like, you know, row, row, row your boat, go fucking down the bus of streams. I did not do that with my kids. Those were two songs I mixed together. I could give a rat's ass. I don't do it. i did.
0: I'm so confused. I never did the,
1: like, you know, the farm and the bus and the wheel and the, like, Moo, 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 moo. Like, no. Yeah, no. I refused. I refused. And one, because I didn't want to drive myself insane and then kill my children because I love them. And two, <laughs> I did not want to have them pick up on me suppressing my frustration of bullshit songs that no one's going to remember later anyway. Okay, they might remember them later. But, like, the point is, no, I did not do that. mm No, I actually am against having you talk to children as if they're little tiny babies hello little baby look at this cow go Uh,
0: no you are dumbing
1: down their intelligence
0: We, seriously. The, dog, the dog's looking up like, wait, is she talking to me? What is she saying? I don't know what she's saying. I'm not really sure she's talking to me, but no. I'm going to pay really close attention now. I have never
1: done that. You know, the one thing that I pride myself on is that my children can handle conversation handle conversations with all types of people, okay? Regardless of if they might be uncomfortable, they still can keep themselves composed. And one of the reasons is, is because I've always, not that I talk, I don't talk to them like an adult, but I talk to them like a human being. And I talked, and and I'm rational. I will talk about the ups and downs. I'll meet them halfway. We'll have conversations. And I will be straightforward with them, but I won't be like, I'm not abrasive or crazy I'm not like domineering and i don't do the whole um you know like parental superior stuff but i will have a conversation and i'll say look i said i know you're really upset and you're scared but we have to do this because of xyz and i was like but when what we can wait until you're ready whenever you're ready like when leo got blood work um for you like six years ago with her food and stuff or like five years ago with her food and stuff i she does not do well with needles so i talked her through it and said look they're just going to stick in, in here draw out when you can stay still you don't have to look at it you don't have to do this it's just going to feel like this but i had to pr- i had to prompt her yeah but i'm not going to be like you need to sit down and look at the star and boop, smile <laughs> like it's like <laughs> <laughs> if fucking dog looks like nico okay she's like is it story time? Like, <laughs> like, But, like, I never spoke to my kids that way. And one of the reasons why is because I, I wanted them to be able to hold conversation, learn conversation, and, one, not always listen to, like, you know, when you're talking to someone in a baby, it's a condescending, like, you're just making this.
0: Yeah. I yeah.
1: You're belittling them by doing that. You're belittling their capabilities, their possibilities, like, if you talk to them and you work with them with their spirit and who they are right off the gate, then they have room to self-discover and grow and expand <laughs> beyond. Instead, you could sit there and talk to them like a baby, and then I wonder why people are not leaving their parents' houses at the age of 27 or 30. <laughs> or 30.
0: Yeah, no, I, I never really talked to my niece and nephew like they were babies, but... They they both said some really cute things, and so I would ask him questions to get him to say those really cute things. Like, my niece would call strawberries Starbidies. Oh, fuck yes. And so... That I love. I always like Starbidies. Starbidies? Like, Do you want some Starbidies? That's funny.
1: Mm-hmm. I want Starbidies. And I'm like, okay. We're <laughs> Right? We had a, a um, Ader Leo actually thought adergade Gatorade, was actually adergade Adergade Until about three years ago. <laughs> and yeah and she she's 14 about to be 15 yeah and so then and even though she can't read (laughs) she still would say hey mom can i get some adergate and this was before i would not give it to her yeah she she could she could read but like she would ask her friends hey can i have an adergate and they're like what the hell is an adergate and she's like the drink and they're like you mean gatorade and she's like what (laughs) Gator, it's atergade, and it was only because <laughs> she said it when she was little, and it was so cute that we just started using those same words. Exactly. So, like my son, who hates me mentioning this, sorry, buddy, but I love it when he would say Shocolate. chocolate, chocolate. Because it was awesome. And then, like, when we went out, and, like, even though he's half Mexican, the kid can't speak Spanish worth a lick. Like, it's just not in his blood. It's not going to happen. I mean, it is in his blood, but he can't do it. And he just, like, so we would be sitting down, and we would be um, at a restaurant, and he'd be looking at the kid menu. And we were like, buddy, what do you want? I would like a quasadilla, please. <laughs> like, and I would, we are like, and we'd laugh at the table, which I think probably made him feel embarrassed. But we just thought it was so cute because here's this half-Mexican child that cannot say quesadilla and is completely oblivious. And then, like, it, it even carried on to, when we're reading, he's like, so Joanne and, like, Jot. Like, Josie. And it was like, no, babe, that's Juan and Jose. Like, <laughs> like,
0: like, like it's, it's fine. And it's not a jalapeno. <laughs> it's not a jalapeno. <laughs> but it was just really cute because, like, they say these cute little
1: words. So in our, like, home, we believe in, hey, you take the starberries. Yeah, star-berries. and you, And then starberries. And then they are no longer
0: called strawberries. They are They're forever star-berries. called Starberries. star-berries. Yes, and my my brother and you know my brother's actually older than me, but I'm still gonna bring this up because it's funny. It's like we called sunglasses sundadas because that's what he called them when he was a toddler. I see, and sun, they were just sundadas because my they were my dad always wore sunglasses, and so they became sundadas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm still I still ask him. I'm like, "What'd you do with your sundadas?" And he's like, "They're over there."
1: <laughs> <laughs> when he doesn't fight against it no he no, absolutely well They're and that's what that but that's how you keep the spirit of with your family members it's how you <laughs> keep things fun and free and that's how you keep the memories going like i just i love that aspect i would always go after they would say something or there was a story and i'd write it down i don't even know where some of where i've written them down at some point when i'm you know, They're somewhere. 60, 70 year old, I'll find these things. But yeah. like, I love that. That's my one of my favorite thing about parenting is like, honoring what they are. Kai, on the other hand, that that poor kid. Like when he says something that's cute, we giggle. He runs out of the room crying hysterically because Aww. he think he thinks we're laughing at him and making fun of him. Sensitive boy. he is, he's that sensitive Leo. Yeah. He's that sensitive Leo. But he's it's funny because it's like. He even does things to make people laugh on purpose, but then then he gets upset when that happens. Yeah. (laughs) And you're just like, did you think that one through? And I said, buddy, I said, you could, I said, you had the potential to being funny, the funniest of the family. And I was like, dad and I are funny as like in different ways, like I'm intellectually funny. Dad is like stupid funny. And then I was (laughs) like, like, dude, he's got some potential. You know, like there's things, he says some sneaky funny things. My mom, no. Like she just, she's just not, but she will, she'll surprise you. She's a surpriser funny. So it's like once in a blue moon, she'll say something that's hilarious, but it only comes out maybe two or three times a year. And then my daughter, She's like... She's just sassy. She's just sassy. Straight. She's straight for the jugular and boom. But the humor... I was going to say, she's not she's funny. Not really, she's, she's
0: not funny. She's more like that sarcastic, dry, like... Oh, yeah. You know, crack the whip. Yeah. But, like, she says <laughs> Which is, it, which is her funny. Her timing's good. Which is funny, unless it's you.
1: <laughs> right. Well, exactly. And the timing's good. Like... Yeah. I mean, like, so we have this incident, speaking of Sundara's, um. so I... I'm very picky about my sun does And I literally, <laughs> I don't want to spend the extra money. I want a cheap pair of glasses, but at the same time, they need to be durable and lasting. So I have the reputation of finding like a $20 pair of sunglasses and they last for three to four years. Like they, and they are fantastic. And, I, so here, I, we're on vacation. We go into the store. There's a huge thing of Sunda does. I wasn't even, it's been so long that I've had a good pair of sunglasses that I was like, forget it. I don't care how much I just want to get a good pair of Sunda does. So I find these pair, <laughs> put them on. And I'm like, oh my God, I actually think these are work. These are different, different frames than I normally do, different coloring than I normally do. But I was like, I think these will work. And so I show Leo the Sunda does. And she's like, oh, these are great. Come to find out they were only six bucks. Awesome. So I was like well, you like I got my on Sunday. Yes. And I was so excited about it. And then um speaking of brain, I don't know where the rest of my point was going with that. It's all right.
0: But you know and I know we're getting close to the end, but yeah, we are. I was like even those cute little things that kids say, it's like those are kind of some of the things that like stuck with family names. Right. And so my my grandfather's name was Otis, but his younger brother couldn't say Otis, so he called him Toadie, <laughs> and, and so my grandfather was known as Toad, like frog. I he love was known that. as Toad the rest of his life. Right? So <laughs> toad was the, toad. the rest of his he, life. He was, he was Toad. That's awesome.
1: <laughs> well, I got me some good Sunday to does, but I don't remember what the end of this point of that story was. It, it it's it all went,
0: good. It up and went. It up and went. It but, up went, and
1: but I think got we have frazzled. a title.
0: Huh? I think we have a title though. The Sundadas? Yeah, Sundadas, Star and what was the fur Frigi Fri fr- fr- what did you say? Of 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 <laughs> yeah. Of you oh right. wait.
1: Welcome to Embracing the wild. I'm Abby Pagoon. And I'm Audrey Watley. Later Gators! <laughs> Bye.